Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing today, Robert? Ali, doing just fine. Thank you so much. Uh, looks like we're into the um, really unique part of the NFL season as we enter week 15, where we've got games on Thursdays, and yep. Saturdays, and Sundays, and of course, Monday. Absolutely. I love it. I always am one that advocates for NFL on Saturdays, but I understand Saturdays are for college football. There's a lot of college football enthusiasts in the country, so I understand that. But I'm happy to have some really good games on the slate tomorrow. Bills and Dolphins, I believe, kick off. So that should be a really good one. But let's get right into it. And quickly, since we're having our episode on Friday this week, Let's just quickly touch base on last night's game. We had the Seattle Seahawks closed, I believe, as three-and-a-half-point underdogs to the 49ers. I will admit, I did take the points with the Seahawks. I knew the 49ers were going to win, but I thought it would be a low-scoring game, so I did hit the under. But, Robert, really quick on that game, what 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 did you see? Is Seattle, is their magical season without Russell Wilson pretty much done? Are they just headed for a sub-500 season? Yeah, I, I have a feeling that they definitely lost something behind when they went to Germany. Uh, yeah. It's never really been the same since. And I know it's weird, but it's kind of where I circle where they started to fail. Uh, the game for itself, it did close three and a half. But uh, oddly enough, when I had uh, wagers that were coming in, when I opened up San Francisco minus three, uh, that was just too much of it. When I went to three and a half, we got nothing but Seattle. Uh, so we finally settled on Seattle. Uh, catching the three and a half minus one twenty, um, so it was a, a good decision for the book. Obviously, whenever uh, you know the, the favorite wins, and we end up getting uh, more on money line plays. We actually, and it's, it's funny, Ali. It's you know from a lot of sharp players, they they definitely have Seattle on the right side, but uh, not last night. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in Seattle showing. They did have that late touchdown. But ultimately, the 49ers were in control the whole game. And I think it actually could have been messier if they didn't roll back that pick six and they rolled a roughing the passer on Nick Boza, which I don't think was a roughing the passer, but who knows what a roughing the passer is anymore. But the 49ers <laughs> did clinch the NFC West. They look great, but Brock Purdy looks like he's settling in just fine. Same thing, I agree with you, with the Seahawks. They have to play the Chiefs next Saturday on Christmas Eve. That's going to get their record below 500. They have the Jets the week after. We don't know anything about that game yet because we don't know who will be the quarterback for the Jets. But there is a very good chance that they just finish sub 500. Nice story, though. A lot of people didn't expect them to finish with more four or five wins on the season. So props to the Seahawks. All right, well, let's get into the big games this week. And a few a few of them I wanted to highlight with our marquee game section. And we'll start with the Bengals and the Bucks. And I'll, I'll, I'll say why I wanted to highlight this one in a minute, because I know the Bucks, even though they're in first place of the NFC South, they should not be in playoff contention at all, but that's for another day. Robert, for Bengals and Bucks, what are we looking at for the odds here? This is a game that uh, I, I honestly thought that the line was going to make a move, but not quite. Uh, Allie, we opened up Cincinnati three and a half points better. Hasn't budged in the total set to 45. And I know a lot of people I've talked to over the past week are heavy on Cincinnati. They are one of the hottest team in the leagues as opposed to the Buccaneers, which are just 
terrible. They had such an embarrassing loss last week against the San Francisco 49ers. But that is exactly why I'm going to take the three and a half points with the home team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still think that Tampa Bay's defense is is good. I know it's not great. It wasn't what it was last year, but I do think that they will hang in the game with the Bengals. The Bengals don't necessarily blow any teams out. Even last week when they played the Browns, the Browns had every chance in the world to cover. Deshaun Watson just didn't look like he still had it. I think Tom Brady's going to bounce back. I don't think he's going to have a game like he had with the Saints where he engineered a two touchdown comeback, but I think he'll at least keep it close and make it a field goal or less game. What do you think, Robert? Ali, you know, when I set the game, I just like every game, I always take a look at the blank slate with nothing there at all. And just, you know, have me take a look at the results from the previous week, uh, sprinkling a little bit of my power ranks to come up with an idea for exactly where this game should land. Um, it's right darn there. I mean, Ali, it's yeah. if, if we want to count Tampa's you know, home field, maybe a point, maybe a point and a half. This one's pretty darn spot on. And that's why the number really hasn't moved one bit. Bengals get the win here. Let's, let's not, uh, you know, cut up, you know, in in any wrong way here. I just think that honestly, uh, you know, whether or not they stay within that field goal, I, I don't know. I really don't feel that's going to probably happen. So Allie, without further ado, I'll, I'll probably go ahead and say Bengals get the cover here. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. I do think the Bengals are going. I don't think any way that Tampa pulls off the upset at all. But I think that a late touchdown or something like that might get them within that three points. So I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks on this one. Let's move to the game I want to talk most about, and that is obviously the Sunday night game, which is my New York Giants against the Washington Commanders. This is a rematch of two weeks ago where we had the ever exciting tie that ended the game. Robert, what are we looking at for the odds here? Yeah, this one kind of bounces a half point here, half point there. But after the uh, 2020 draw from two weeks ago, Commander's now a five-point favorite, and the total's up to 40. I honestly think that spread is too high, and I'm not being biased right here. There's no way Taylor Heineke should be a five-point pl- five favorite against the Giants at all. I know that, that Heineke has been a spar for them. But it isn't, they're winning not just because of Heineke, it's because their defense is so much better. However, Daniel Jones did a pretty good job against their defense two weeks ago. And actually, Robert, Daniel Jones is a better winning percentage against Washington than any other team in his four year career. I think he has a good game. I think that the Giants do bounce back. We talked about on Monday how maybe the best thing coming back from that embarrassing showing against the Eagles is they will be motivated this week. We've already heard Saquon Barkley say his neck feels a thousand times better. He has been ineffective the past four games. What better way to get the game, get his running game going against this game where he feels 100%. He he has a little bit more of a rest because he was limited last week. I believe he was only playing for 20 snaps or so. I think he has a huge game, talking about 125-plus yards. And I think the Giants not only cover the five points, but I think we pull off the upset. What are you thinking, Robert? Yeah, obviously, you know, for our listeners at home, this is a game that's been flexed to the Sunday night game at 520 on uh, national TV. So uh, great finally get a chance to rest and watch (laughs) a a Giants game without having – you know, to have my head on a swivel and watch eight at the same uh, time. I agree with that. Yep. On the red zone. Uh, Allie, this one's going to be another one that's right down the number. Uh, and so with the, these two teams literally drawing the last time out in New Jersey, 
I don't know if we're going to have uh, any much of a difference in terms of their offensive output. Right. You mentioned that the Giants are going to be coming back, uh, you know, significantly better, uh, you know, physically. And, you know, Barkley obviously being such a key component to their offense, uh, that just leads to more ball, ball control. They could go ahead and do that without a doubt. And just from a handicapping perspective, I think the Giants definitely cover that five points. So uh, for me, it's plus the five. Yeah, if you're going to be safe, and believe me, I'm a Giants fan, so you always have to go safe when you're talking about betting my team. Take the five points. I do feel like they are going to pull off that set. Part of it's a bias in me, I will admit that. But the unbiased part in me says you still the five points are the right way to go. It sounds like Leonard Williams might be back. That'll be a big help for the defensive line. I think that you'll see Daniel Bellinger is back again. He'll be a big help when it comes to helping Eli. I, I just think that we'll find a way to win. And this is the season, Robert. This is the season on the line. I think if the Giants lose this game, that's it. You could pretty much wash away the rest of any of their playoff hopes, which is a shame considering how well they started the year and what we have now. You know, what do you think? Is there any hope for the Giants if they do lose this game? No, no, not this is the end of the season right here for both of them, actually. We've run out of time. It's now week 15, and, you know, there's not much more room for error. So the loser of this game, their season's complete. And this is a big test for Brian DeBall because we we talked two weeks ago how he should have went for it on fourth and three. He didn't seem to have enough trust in his offense to do so. They punted it away instead of going for it. I think it's safe to say, Robert, they're not playing conservatively this game, correct? No, 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 no. This is this is it. This is where we pull every rabbit out of the hat, every ace out of our sleeve. Go ahead and you know pick. Take any kind of verbiage you want, but I think we're going to have to see everything in the playbook come out to win this game. Agreed. You have to go for two points. You got to do everything in the factor because if the Giants win this game, I'll feel a lot better going into Minnesota. That's a game we could afford to lose next week when we play on Christmas, I believe. I, I just think you need to win this game. You, you can't rely on winning against the Colts on New Year's Day. You can't rely on the Eagles sitting their starters the last week of the season. And you can't rely on the Lions losing. They're the hottest team in the league right now. So you got to win this game. I'll just go ahead and say a quick little editor's note uh, for the listener here. Obviously, um, number one, uh, I did actually just did say we need to pull everything out of the hat. <laughs> uh, if you don't know by now, uh, Allie and I are both Giants fans. Yes. And if you don't know, where were you? We've got like 70 episodes in already. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't even put the editor's note because I think people know, especially when I talk on Twitter, they, everyone knows I'm a Giants fan because I'm always suffering. So we never have it. Right. Thanks. So let's, let's continue. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the Titans and Chargers. And I will say before I say which side I'm on, this is probably my favorite bet of the week. So, Robert, what are the odds here? Oh, brilliant. Okay. Let's go here then. Uh, the Chargers and Titans. Both teams seven and six. Both teams absolutely, and similarly to uh, to the Giants and the Commanders, uh, the loser here is in in deep deep trouble for for uh, lack of a better term to make the playoffs. Here we open this one up. Chargers three point favorite and the total forty six and a half. I'm all over the Titans on this game. I've talked many times how I consider the Chargers the most inconsistent team in all of the NFL, and it's worked for me over the years. If the Chargers win or cover one week. I bet against them the next week. If they don't win or cover that week, I bet it for them the week after. Makes no exception here, but that's not one of the re- that's not the main reason that I'm p- taking the Titans. 
the Titans are playing in desperation mode right now. They just lost two straight. They have the Jaguars breathing right down their necks. But going against the Eagles defense when they got blown out and going against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense that has been improved very much so in recent weeks are two are way different than going against the Chargers defense. The Chargers have the wor- one of the worst run defenses in the league. What does that bode well for? For Derrick Henry. What are the Titans going to do? They're just going to pound the ball with Henry. They're going to take control of their clock. The time of possession is going to be in their favor. Keep the ball out of the hands of Justin Herbert. Herbert has his arsenal back. He has Mike Williams. He has Keenan Allen. But I think that the Tennessee Titans are going to do everything in the world to get the to keep them off the field. Mike Vrabel is still one of the best minds in the game. I think they do enough. I'm I like them to upset, but I'm not going to go so far as to guarantee the upset. I will guarantee, in my opinion, this is the Nothing But Locks podcast. My lock of the week is for the Titans to cover. What do you think, Robert? Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you here as well. Uh, I think they do cover, although I do think the Chargers end up with the victory here. Uh, going to be a tight little squeeze to get in through that window of it landing on one or two. Uh, but I just simply, the way the plays have made itself out, I mean, look, it, we always kind of talk about the MVP award on Mondays. Uh, and rarely, if ever, have I ever mentioned the name uh, Justin Herbert. But my God, where would they be without him? Right. The team has yeah. just been decimated all season long. And without him, uh, I, I probably say they would lose every single game. So what made me switch from Tennessee plus three just by itself instead of, you know, win outright? Uh, Allie, we had a, like a really huge injury report from like just 30 minutes ago uh, coming from Tennessee. Okay. Uh, both uh, uh, Christian Fulton and Trey Avery cornerbacks are both going to be out. Uh, and that's that's going to bode well, obviously, for, for Tennessee's, uh, rather for uh, the L.A. Chargers offense. Dontrell Hilliard is going to be out. Uh, so, yeah, we are going to see a whole lot of Derrick Henry, far, far more than we, we normally expect. And uh, Traylon Burks, uh, he's got a concussion as well. Right. He's out. Uh, Danico Autry, he's out. They, they, this, just, this was a big one. And these are starters. So the, the fact that they're going to be so thin on defense, um, really, really, I, I think that this is going to probably end up favoring late the Chargers, so I'll take them to win, but no cover. All right, let's move on to the Cowboys and the Jaguars. Robert, what are we looking at here? Yeah, Cowboys here hasn't moved all week. Uh, we've opened them up for Cowboys, still four-point favorite on the road, total 47 and a half. I like the Jaguars here. I think there's a chance they upset the Cowboys. I'm not going to go that far as to take the money line, but I do like the points with the Jaguars. They have been playing very well as of late. They've even proven me to be a little bit impressed. I kept saying at the beginning of the year when they started out hot, they had a few lucky wins. We talk about week two when the Colts were missing pretty much their entire team. Week three, the Chargers. Boza got injured in the first. So did... Rashawn Slater, Justin Herbert probably shouldn't have even played that game. He was a game time decision, but the Jaguars have played very well as elite. Trevor Lawrence, while he still has some times where he makes mistakes, he still has flashes of being very well. The Cowboys, they're just, they're an odd team, Robert. Like like they, they do some good stuff. They blow out the Vikings and then they almost get beat by the Texans. I don't know what I'm going to get with the tight with the Cowboys every every week. It's a typical Mike McCarthy team. I just don't know, but I do know that I trust Jacksonville to at least keep it close and keep the Cowboys in check. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the numbers spot on. Uh, just I feel that the, the 
with it being four and it not moving, I think that just calls out a really great number. And yet here we are questioning the Dallas Cowboys. They're 10 and three on the season. But you're right. Texans made it interesting late. Dallas ended up getting the victory on their last drive. Jacksonville, by the way, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he's pretty much solidified himself as a core building block for the Jaguars. Yeah. Four touchdowns in his last game out. I think they definitely keep it close. Don't think they get the victory at home, but I, I definitely think they get the cover here. Yep. So we agree on that one as yeah. well. Let's move on to the last game I want to highlight before we get into our rapid fire round. And that is the big one on Saturday. And that is the Bills and the Dolphins, a rematch from week three when the Bills defeated the Dolphins. If you remember at the end of the game, the Bills had a chance to, I believe, tie it. They ran out of clock time. There was the infamous video, their offensive coordinator just completely destroying the press box. But we do have the Dolphins are on a little bit of a losing streak. They lost back to back games against the 49ers and the Chargers. They're back on the East Coast this week, but they have to go all the way up to Buffalo. I believe the weather calls for it somewhere in the low 20s. So it's going to be a cold one there for a very warm weather team. Robert, what are the odds here? I opened this one up Buffalo seven and a half, knowing that I was probably going to get a good, good swift kick right in the ass on a play with Miami. And I did. So we're now at seven and the total set to 44. You know, my my office pool is locked at seven and a half, but I'm still going to lay the points. It was one of the biggest games I kept going back and forth with. And I said last week when the Bills faced the Jets, I thought they were going to blow the Jets out. I thought that after the Jets beat them earlier in the year, they were going to come back with a vengeance. What I didn't take into consideration is even if the Jets struggle to score, their defense always plays hard. They have one of the most underrated defenses in the league. They're definitely a top five defense. Now, Miami, exact opposite. They're a bottom five defense in the league. I think this game, the Bills go crazy. I think they blow out the Dolphins. The Dolphins just haven't looked the same the past few weeks. I don't know if something's wrong with Tua. He just doesn't look like he's connecting with his receivers. While the Bills, they don't have the same elite defense that they had when Von Miller was healthy. They are still a very good unit. I think they caused Tua to make mistakes. I don't think he's going to play well in the cold weather. That does have an effect on them. And Josh Allen knows nothing but playing in the cold weather. I think that the Bills win this game by 10 points or more. Tell me I'm crazy about that, Robert. I can't. I can't do it, Ali. I mean, the Bills were held to under 250 yards of offense by the Jets, right? And it's a completely different kind of a game uh, that they're going to be end up playing against uh, the Miami Dolphins. Like you said, their defense is nowhere near uh, the quality and caliber of the Jets right now. And look, Dolphins are 0-2 in December. Uh, You know, now they're seven-point dogs in Buffalo. Kind of makes sense to me. Uh, I, I think this is one of those games where, uh, yeah, we do see quite possibly a double-digit win. Uh, revenge, close the envelope for Buffalo here. It's so crazy, Robert, because two weeks ago when the Dolphins were in first place in in their division, we were talking about them maybe getting a bye and what they were going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And now they can fall all the way to being the sixth or seventh seed. I mean, is this team in trouble come the playoffs? Are did they already peak and now we're seeing what the Dolphins are for real? Yeah, it's 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 quite quite possible. You're right. I I look, I still have the Dolphins as a top ten team in the NFL. Uh, matter of fact, I only have them behind Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City in the AFC. But I really think that we see a pretty significant drop off right. after the top three. Uh, so look, 
if you told the Dolphins fans, you know, in preseason, hey, you know what? You guys are making the playoffs this year. You'll probably make some noise, and that's about it. I think that you're going to say, yeah, okay, I'm pretty happy based on the last 20 years of, of, of Miami Dolphins futility. I mean, look, you're 8-5. and five. I honestly think you're probably going to make it into the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, no, no AFC championship this year in Miami. Yeah, you look at – the Dolphins have a shot of missing the playoffs right now because – you look at where they are. They're they're currently the sixth seed in in the wild card. They're behind the Bengals right now, but I think the Bengals end up overtaking the Ravens in the AFC North, and the Ravens are going to be the five seed. But then you have right at seven and six, you have the Patriots, you have the Jets, and you have the Chargers. Yeah. I think that the Chargers get in, and then as a Dolphins, you're going to have to bat. I think it's going to come down, Robert, to Week 18 when that the Dolphins play the Patriots, and that's going to be the result of who's going to get the final seed. Do you think that's the case? That makes a very good point. You're right. And if I had to just look into my crystal ball really quickly, uh, boy, oh boy, what would we do with that last game? I, I really think that we're looking probably at Miami being a pretty decent, or maybe even, a, I, want to, I don't want to say I'll go as far as calling Miami a touchdown favorite, but it'd be pretty close against the Jets, Alley. How would you lean there? Ooh, against the Jets? Yeah. This is I just think... like in week in week 18, right? So if we, we have Oh well they play the Patriots in week 18. Okay, so if we yeah. take a look at yeah, so if we go with New England, I have a feeling we're oh boy. Field goal maybe? Ooh, I would say a field goal probably. I would yeah, I, I think I would say a field goal. That 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 seems about right going to be close. Week 18 is going to really matter this year. Yeah. It, it, oh, wait. I'm sorry. It, they, so they play the Patriots in week 17, and then they play the Jets in week 18. So those two games are really going to be the factors of who who gets there. I mean, yeah, Robert, They could. the last two weeks can indicate if they're going to make the playoffs or yeah, not. Forget about week 18, week 17 as well. So like I said, I mean, just hearkening back again to – uh, the, the NFCs, you know, Giants, Commanders, their season's coming to an end literally in a couple of days. So, I mean, we're looking at every single week pretty much laying down right now who's in the playoffs and who's not. Yeah, uh, I would say in week 17, though, Dolphins at Patriots. I would lean Patriots. It's going to be a cold one in New England. We're going to probably get a good indication how Miami plays in the cold this week. Man, whoever did their scheduling is a terrible scheduler. So <laughs> they got to play two ga- They got to play Buffalo and New England in the in the coldest time of year. I guess that's payback when Buffalo and New England had to play Miami in the hottest time of the year. But whatever, I don't make the schedule. I I, I think Miami's still going to get in. I really do. I think the either the Patriots or the Jets, one of them are going to be the odd man out. But I, I don't know how confident I would be with Miami in the playoffs, Robert, because you're going to, as a Miami Dolphin, you're going to maybe have to go back to Buffalo. You're going to have to maybe play in Cincinnati. That's not the warmest place this time of year. It's Kansas City, definitely not. So I think man, I think Miami really did themselves no favors by losing that that top spot in the AFC East. What do you think? You're absolutely right. No, this is, look, you, you, you build the team up, and I, I don't know if they, they actually, look, at the start of the year, every franchise has championship aspirations, but I honestly don't know if everyone that looked at the roster for the Miami Dolphins thought that they were going to be 
this good that early, right? And so, look, we, we may just say this is you know, that the schedule played itself out well for Miami, and now we're entering December, and it, this is kind of where they, you know, kind of fold. It, and it, this is literally what it's looking like after Buffalo. They could be staring at 0-3 for the month of December, and you're right, Allie. We might not see Miami in the playoffs after all. I mean, there's even a good shot next week that somehow the the Packers upset them. Aaron Rodgers says he's going to play for the Packers until they're they're mathematically done. They're still mathematically alive. I don't think there's any way the Packers get into the playoffs. Stranger things has happened. I will say that, but that that's not. It's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still the Packers. I know they haven't played well, but that's just not a game that you overlook. All right. Well, those are the marquee games that Robert and I highlighted. Let's quickly go through the rapid fire round because unfortunately we are running out of time. Robert, first game to pounce on Colts and Vikings. What are we looking at? Yeah, this one obviously after we uh, pretty much tore apart everything that has to do with Minnesota, we're now looking at the Vikings uh, as a three and a half point favorite hosting the Colts in the total 47 and a half. I love the Colts here. I've been hammered by Minnesota fans for weeks, me saying how I believe Minnesota is overrated and I still think they are overrated and they have struggled most of the season when they have played elite defenses. You saw them get blown out by the Eagles and the Cowboys. You saw last week, not only did they get beat by the lions, but the lions have an underrated defense that has been playing well in recent weeks. They got lucky against the jets. I will give them that game. The bills. I just talked about how they no longer, I don't consider them an elite defense with I know that they did play when Von Miller was healthy, but their secondary was still missing a lot of key guys. I think that going up against Indy, Indy actually still has an underrated defense. They've allowed, I believe, only the they've allowed the eighth least total yards this season. Even though their offense is struggling, their defense is still playing very well. I think this is a bad matchup for Minnesota, especially with Indy on a bye week. I think they got their act together after being embarrassed by the Cowboys. They were they allowed what fifty something points in that game. I think that this is a week that they come back, they play a little more polished, they play a little bit more conservatively. Matt Ryan hangs onto the ball. They pound it with Jonathan Taylor. The defense is going to be able to stop the run. They did a good job stopping the run when they played the Steelers a few weeks ago on Monday night. I think this is a bad matchup for the Vikings. While I'm not going to go ahead and say Indy's going to pull off the upset, though I think it's very feasible, I do think they keep it close and keep it within a field goal. What about you, Robert? Uh, for me, Ali, I think that this may have been an overreaction. This line is a little too short for me. Mm-hmm. I actually think Minnesota not only gets the win in the cover, this one's probably really should be more in line instead of three and a half and four. This one really should be more like five and a half to six, maybe even six and a half. So I think they get the uh, the win and the cover here for myself. Minnesota Vikings win in the cover. Well, just take a look at my Twitter on Monday and you'll see if I was right or wrong because I'm sure the trolls will be coming out. <laughs> you'll and, get it. Yes, you will. <laughs> and, and telling me. But again, when when the I, – I don't bracket because that's the thing I tell people. I'm right less than I am wrong. So so And just about everyone is. So I don't brag when I'm right and I don't go against it when I'm wrong. But, you know, Twitter Twitter thinks elsewhere. It, 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 the people on Twitter think when they get one game right that they're the genius and then they lose the next 20 and they don't say anything. <laughs> but that's Twitter. All right, the next game, Robert, Eagles and Bears. What are we looking at? Yeah, this one uh, really hasn't moved one bit. We opened up Philadelphia as a nine-point favorite in the total 48 and a half, Allie. 
I mean, I don't want to overreact to what I saw last week, but I mean, if the Giants struggled against the Eagles, I don't know how the Bears score against the Eagles. I know everyone's going to talk about Justin Fields, but Justin Fields has not played a team as close to the the defense as the Eagles. I think they they contain Justin Fields. I think that they may look just like they did Daniel Jones last week. They didn't let him really rush at all. They just love to bring pressure. I think Justin Fields is going to struggle against pressure. Let's just look at their defense, Robert. Chicago's defense is even worse than the Giants defense. I don't know how this is this game is even going to be in contest by halftime. Tell me I'm wrong, but I think the Eagles they they're already covered and won by halftime. What about you? They they you're absolutely right. And it's said properly, I feel actually, even on the road, you know, the fact that they're almost double digit favorites, you might want to go ahead and consider jumping on, you know, grabbing the points here. I'll never fault you for doing that, but right, yeah. I, think, I think the number is set right here. Uh, Chicago at three and 10, you know, right now what they're doing is just, you know, using the rest of the season, just using the opportunity to see who's going to contribute from 2023. Philly, they're marching into the playoffs. Heck, they're looking at getting that first round by. Uh, And I I think that this one, you're right, this one's probably going to be over early in the third quarter. Uh, I think the Eagles win by double digits. All right, let's move on to the Ravens and Browns. Still no Lamar Jackson this week. What are we looking at, Robert? You know, we're opening up the Cleveland Browns two and a half, moved up to three already. Uh, and so now the total set to 38, Allie, 38. I'm going to go with the home, to- home dog, the Browns. This is the first time they're back since Deshaun Watson has returned from his suspension. I think playing in front of a friendly crowd is definitely going to help him. He improved last week after having a poor outing his first week against the Texans. But the main thing is, I just don't think the Ravens are are going to score. I, I don't think without Lamar Jackson, they have that ability. They were lucky last week against the Steelers because Kenny Pickett went down. Once he went down, Mitch Trubisky came in and pretty much gifted the Ravens three interceptions, or else I think that the Steelers win that game by a wide margin. So I'm on the Browns for this one. How about you, Robert? I think I'll follow you here as well. Uh, Anthony Brown, by the way, is now the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so, you know, down to the third string, I, I really think, you know, if we thought we were going to see, uh, you know, changes in the, the style and format of the offense on Baltimore last week, wait till you see week 15. Uh, I, I think there's no real time to tinker here on a team that's nine and four. And I'm positive they all can't wait for Lamar Jackson to come back. But in the meantime, Cleveland gets the win here and the cover. All right. How about the Chiefs and the Texans, Robert? What are the odds here? This one, it could be as high as you want it, Allie. Kansas City, we opened them in 14 and it hasn't moved. Total did jump from 47 and a half all the way up to 49 and a half now. I mean, the week, the one week I don't take the Texans in like the past five weeks, they decide <laughs> not only to cover against the Cowboys, but almost pull off the upset. Uh, this is another one where I went back and forth because I just, I don't know what I'm going to get with the Texans. They seem to have a little life last week. I don't know if they're pretty much just playing with, we don't care, we're going to play our hearts out. Kansas City doesn't necessarily blow anyone out. They they allowed Denver, who's as inept on offense as they come, to pretty much cover last week. They came within a touchdown. I hate to say it, Robert, but I'm going to go back to the Texans and take the points. What about you? Can't blame you. I mean, it's it's not only double digits. It's a it's a really wonderful two full touchdowns uh, that'll get you a push. So, I mean, look, they held tight with Dallas, right? And you know now, obviously, you know they, they they've got another home game here. It's just so weird to take a look at a team that's one eleven and one against ten and three and backing. But you know what? Um, double digit, 
I just default press dog. Uh, yeah. And at 14, I'm going to have to do the same with you. Yeah. And, and you know what, Kansas City, this is a game I could see them being up by a lot and really not playing much, you know, keeping the Texans at bay and, and allowing them to feel a little good, get within everything, but not too, not too close. All right, let's move on to the lions and the jets. And I will be at this game on Sunday. My brother's a lions fan. I am back in New Jersey for the holidays. So I get to sit in 35 degree cold weather and watch the lions pretty much beat up on Zach Wilson, which I actually am looking forward to Robert. What is the spread here? I know we had a lot of line movement this morning. Alex, what a difference from sunny yep. side of California to wet, cold, possibly freezing New York. I uh, I actually don't envy you here. On no, this. I don't either. Especially <laughs> now, uh, when I was looking at the forecast, it's going to be back in the 80s in L.A. next week while it's going to be 28 degrees on Christmas Eve here. So uh, what do I do for my family? It's family first. It's what I always say. So <laughs> uh, this game, Lions, we open this game up pick. Because sure, why not take you know two teams that are almost mirror images of each other and open them up picks? So the game went to the Jets side first uh, as a one point favorite, uh, and then went back down to pick. And now with news that Zach Wilson will be starting for the Jets, boy, was there a heavy push on the lines. We went straight to, and now we're all settling in with Lions one and a half points better total now forty four, way down from forty seven and a half. So I like the Lions before Zach Wilson was announced as the starting quarterback. Now I love the Lions with Zach Wilson announced as a starting quarterback, and that's all I need to say about that one. <laughs> How about you, Robert? I, I agree with you. Um, this the, the, Before it even started, I mean, look, Goff hasn't thrown a, uh, an interception now in five weeks. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I, I just don't like the inconsistency coming from, from the Jets on an offensive perspective. I think the Lions will have just enough firepower here to, I mean, look, we'll see what the differences are between the Lions offensive attack and the Buffalo Bills offensive attack because they're playing the same Jets defense. I think the Lions get the win here, Ali. So if they get the win, they think they get the cover. Yeah, and I like the under on this game as well very much. Let's move on to the Steelers and the Panthers. Panthers fighting for the first place in the NFC South. Who would have ever guessed after their start to their season? But Robert, what are we looking at here? That is absolute madness that they could actually control their own destiny and make the playoffs with winning outright. We opened up Carolina as a two-point favorite, and that was too short. They're up to three now, and the total is now 37 and a half. I think this is an overreaction to Carolina beating Seattle (laughs) last week. I I really do. I liked Carolina last week. I had the upset and and the cover on them. But that was more so I just didn't think that the Seahawks were as good as they as they were and proved me right. I think the Steelers are a much better team. I know we aren't for sure. We don't know if it's going to be Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph starting for them. But I think either way, that defense is going to prove to be too much for Sam Darnold. I think that they have the better coach with Mike Tomlin. They should have won last week against the Ravens. But I mentioned how Mitch Trubisky threw three interceptions I don't think he's going to be as bad this week if he because he's not going to have to come off the bench even if Mason Rudolph starts I actually think Mason Rudolph might be a little bit of an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky but I still like the this getting the points with the Steelers here how about you Robert I agree um you know whether or not it's going to be Trubisky or whether it's going to be anyone because we definitely know it's not going to be Kenny Pickett that's for sure yeah he's not going to be playing 
So they can go ahead and prep all they need to. I do agree with you. I think Carolina laying three, whew, that's that's a steep number, even if they are the home team. I don't think that they really should warrant that big a number. This one's probably more like pick in my eyes. So I'll take plus three here as well. All right, Falcons and the Saints. We finally get to see the debut of Desmond Ritter. Marcus Mariota decided to quit on his team and is no longer with them. What are we looking at here, Robert? Saints opened up four, and that's still where it's at. Total now 43 and a half. So this is a hard game to handicap for me because I don't know what I'm getting with Desmond Ritter, but I do think the team's going to rally around him. I think Mariota, it sounds like he alienated a lot in the clubhouse, which is obvious since he pretty much quit on the team the minute he got demoted to being the backup quarterback. It's not a good look. I think they rally around Desmond Ritter. I think they they pound the run game. The Saints by no means should be favored by that much, even against a rookie. Andy Dalton's bound to make a mistake. The Falcons, they still have the number one. Well, they still have to play for the first place in their division. Desmond Ritter might be the spark, similar to how Brock Purdy was a spark with the 49ers. So I'm going to take the points with the Falcons. How about you, Robert? Every week, Allie, we find at least one game where we definitely split the side of the fence. This is going to be that game. Uh, I, I actually think here with Atlanta, obviously, now the losers of four of the last five, they're now handing the franchise over to Desmond Ritter. I don't know what to expect, uh, you know, especially for two teams that, I mean, look, for they still can make the playoffs, right? Because yep. the division's so wacky ass. I, I actually think here the Saints being at home, I think that they get this one probably by a touchdown or more, Allie. Yeah, it's – listen, I'm not going to disagree with you because I know Desmond Ritter, no one has seen him, no one knows what he gets. Right. But I would be more concerned if the, if this Falcon team was going against a better team. I don't think the Saints are much better on paper without, you know, without whether it's Mariota or Ritter. So I'm going to at least – two bad teams, I'm going to take the points. All right, let's move on to the Cardinals and Broncos. And there's so many question marks in this game. I don't know if we have a definite line, Robert. So I, I'm going to leave it to you to answer that. Yeah, this one's all over the place. This one's definitely circled because I opened it up pick because I had no other better number to throw up. And eventually we went with Arizona two and a half. We saw exactly what happened with Murray and then with I mean, Allen's out for the year. Now there's just so many injuries. So uh, dropped it back down to pick. And now we've got Denver as the favorite uh, opening uh, on their side of the ledger as a two-point favorite, that wasn't enough. So now they're a three-point favorite and the total set to 37. I think it's where it's going to close. Yeah, this is one of the ones I just want to throw a dart on the wall and let it pick for me. But I- I'll take Arizona here. I- it Just for the main reason, I get points. Again, two bad teams. I'm going to take what who I think is the better coach with Kingsbury and the better run game, which is James Conner. I know Denver has the better defense, but Arizona's defense isn't too shabby as well. So I'm going to take Arizona. How about you, Robert? If and only if Russell Wilson, who, by the way, ironically gets knocked out of the best game of the season by far against the Chiefs. If he does play, I think that the Broncos get the win handily here. I just think the defense is definitely still and untouched. I, I could probably venture to say maybe even top five in the entire league, forget about it, in the AFC. I think that'll be enough to clamp Arizona down pretty heavily uh, and, and pick up a win by a field goal or more. Yeah, I'm I'm basing this, I'll, I'll make the disclaimer, I'm basing it off that I don't think Russell Wilson's going to play. 
The Denver Broncos have nothing to play for this season at all. They they trade away their first round pick, so they're not worried about tanking. But I just think that they're going to save Russell Wilson. He has such a long term deal on his on all that money on the contract. There's no reason to play him right here. Bring in right being whoever they have backing up. So I'm going to base this on Russell Wilson is not playing, and I'm going to go with Arizona right there. Sure. All right, Patriots versus the team that shall not be named. Robert, what are we looking at? This game opened up with the team that shall be not named as a one-point favorite, but this one had actually switched back and forth multiple times. So uh, the team based in Nevada, Southern Nevada, is a one-point favorite, total set to 44.5. So this is strictly based on that the Raiders have had 10 days off when when these two teams play. They played Thursday night the prior week. The Patriots just had to play Monday. I think that rest is going to be a major difference in this game. Also factor in that the Patriots have to travel to play in Vegas. So by that standard, I'm going to take the home team with more rest and less less miles logged. That's really the only analysis I have for this game. I think they're pretty evenly matched despite the Patriots record. So I'm going to go with the Raiders, Robert. How about you? Patriots picked up a season-saving win against the Cardinals last week. Um, Yeah, they win by 20. There we go. (laughs) No bias (laughs) there at all. All right, the last one we have on Monday night. I know when the schedulers made the season, they probably thought this was going to be a huge game. It's quite the opposite, but we nevertheless have the Rams with a little bit of splash in them now that they have Baker Mayfield going against the Packers. What do we have here, Robert? I really wanted to go as high as I could. So I actually boosted the Packers up to seven and a half. Uh, No, 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 that's definitely the ceiling. So now we've got Packers seven totals, 39 and a half. So I wrote, I include this game in my five best bets blog, which I was five for five in my best bets blog last week. So read the article if you can. Anyway, in this, in the Zen sports blog, also on the nothing but locks uh, Twitter page. But back to this thing. I don't think this spreads high enough. I think that the Packers win by double digits easily. I know everyone's going to jump on Baker. He had a nice fourth quarter. Don't forget, he had a nice fourth quarter. He didn't have a nice game. He really struggled the majority of the game until the fourth quarter. I know he's had about 10 days to learn the offense and practice with the team, but this is still Baker Mayfield who struggled the entire season. One or two nice drives isn't going to condone or turn his season around. And frankly, I don't think he's playing with any better players right here than he was in Carolina. I think that the Packers have a little momentum. They're going to be at home. They're coming off a bye, so they're very well rested. Aaron Rodgers had another week to recover when he had an injury a few weeks ago. He seems to have great chemistry right now with Christian Watson. The Rams still have a defense that's just bottled down by injuries. I think the Packers cover this one easily. How about you, Robert? I I think the number's set right on this alley. I just have a feeling that, I don't know, it's like I I keep trying to – figure out Dave Bakhtari and how important he is. And it just seems like he doesn't play. He misses more games than he plays for as talented as he is at this point. I'm not even factoring him to the number as, as great a def, you know, the defender he is for, for Rogers and the entire offense, but seven seems about right. I, I don't see the Rams picking up the win here at all. Uh, and it'll probably be close. I'm wondering though, however, Ali, if maybe the Packers just kind of let off the pedal around the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter up a double-digit lead, maybe somehow the Rams pick up a backdoor cover on this one. So uh, just 
look, there's no for, for me, it's definitely the stamp on the Packers picking up the win. I have a feeling though that the Rams somehow come from behind and actually pick up a cover. I think the weather is going to be a factor too. It's going to be in the teens come kickoff. Don't forget it. it's a Monday night game. So it will be dark. Right. It will be cold. The Rams, they haven't played in this weather in the longest time. I think that's going to factor in a lot with how they perform too. So I'm going to still side with Green Bay. All right. Well, that is all the games. We had a full slate on the show today. I want to thank you, Robert, for joining me once again. And to the audience, I hope Robert and I gave you plenty of insight to make your picks. And before we sign off, Robert, any words of advice for the audience? Uh, tons of fun. Again, this is just an incredible time of year as we're looking at, you know, the the last month of the NFL season. Obviously, bulls are coming up. Allie and I will probably start touching on some of these games, especially as we get closer to some of the more premium versions of them. And heck, this weekend, come on, wake up early. I mean, I'm going to be up at 7 o'clock watching France and Argentina in the FIFA World Cup final. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on France for this one. Uh, France in my office pool was my pick to win it all. I originally had a rematch of France and Croatia, but Croatia, as we know, lost to Argentina. So I'm going to stick by Mbappé and France. Who's your pick, Robert? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. I mean, look, they, they've been so, so good for so long. Remember, they're actually missing one of their top players, you know, in Karim Benzema. So they're still doing so well. What happens if they reveal tomorrow? Yes, sort of like Willis Reed coming from the tunnel. Benzema, starting lineup. My goodness. Right now, plus 180. I jump on that right now in the 90 minutes plus injury time. All right. Well, it should be a very good weekend for sports. Like Robert said, bowl games, World Cup, NFL. You still got NBA, NHL going on strong. Have a great weekend, everyone. Take care.